welcome to the very first podcast brought to you by Her Own Space. You can join us for free by going to www.herownspace.com and accessing our women's only Facebook group there. My name is Alora and I am the founder. Just to give you a little background, I've worked as a project manager for far longer than I can remember. I've trained as an interior designer and have most recently run my own practice for the last few years working on residential projects in and around London. Her own space came about because of simply that, the really apparent need for women to have their own space, who were managing their home renovations and the building works and really needed to get much better support and clarity from the very first planning stages from someone they could really trust. It's for women trying to understand the whole fabric of their home from the foundations, the bones of your home, right through to the finishes. I really wanted to make it easier, simpler, quicker. And while I set up the free Facebook group, it has really helped me to see what areas women need help with, how to deliver it in the best way possible. I have also been working for a while behind the scenes to create a membership that is going to be launched shortly at £8 per month. Yeah, that's right, only £8. And it's going to give you immediate and complete access to all the content that you need. It's going to give women the right tools, a lot more than just blank templates, but really, really clever things that can help you kick off your home renovation without any delay or risk of missing out any crucial steps. There's going to be automated questionnaires to help you write briefs, one-page checklists for every kind of project, sustainability guides, glossaries, short video guides, but really succinct information to help you grasp things quickly and correctly. All underpinned by a couple of great supplier discounts from some sustainable companies. Simply no one out there has had women's success at the core of their business success in these kind of projects. I also have a really passionate view on sustainability. And in the home renovation market, I'm really looking forward to supporting change from the bottom up. We need women to be educating the builders, tradespeople and suppliers out there by simply having that appetite and knowledge for change. So I have made it my mission to explore what's out there, report it back to you in these podcasts, innovations, changes happening in the UK, showcase some really good solutions for your home renovation project. So our podcast today was about reporting back to you on what sustainable choices existed at the recent Surface Design Show held at the Design Business Centre in North London. I believe it is really important to showcase the companies that are doing things the right way for the right reason. And I just think it's about time that they were the only ones that had the stage. For me, if you are creating or manufacturing products in this era, if you can't be 100% focused on sustainability and putting that at the core of your business, then you don't deserve a space on that stage anymore. I know it's controversial and may seem extreme, but we have to give time to those companies and also support the companies who are striving to be better but aren't quite there yet. 
there was an array of over 100 suppliers from all over Europe who presented primarily options for interior surfaces, covering retail, office, mainly commercial options. But the key suppliers I was looking at for you were focused on residential. It was a chance to see the choices for homeowners at the Surface Design Show. And to be honest, we still got a really long way to go in a really short space of time. I also want to stress that the commercial, especially retail sector catered for at the show is by far one of the biggest culprits. Panelling, cladding, worktops made of plastics. Yes, recycled plastics. But while we have to focus, yes, on the reuse of existing plastics on this planet, there isn't anywhere for them to go. We also have a limit to how much plastics can actually be recycled. It is misunderstood that it's an infinite amount of times. And the recycling process also requires high temperatures. It causes CO2 emissions. This coupled with the short lifespan of retail spaces anyway, due to seasonal trend changes, means we aren't achieving the ideal standards of sustainability what we would like to have seen are the plastics which proved exceptionally durable, not being reprocessed, but being used for at least a far longer length of time. I have to mention that when speaking to several recycled plastic suppliers about this, they did note that retail clients are dropping off and office design is overtaking, being reimagined, which does have a greater chance of existing longer. So there are a lot of changes happening because retail in the high street is morphing. We're redefining a post-pandemic era, especially how we live and work and shop. So to give you an overview, the products and supplies for homeowners there were supplies of cladding, panelling, tiling, plasters, acoustic fabrics, paint, renders. But there wasn't really anything for exterior. It was for interior use. So let's get on to the residential project, projects and products out there for you. I immediately was drawn to go and visit Organoids, an Austrian company that make breathable natural wallpaper type coverings from alpine hay, petals, and it comes from a byproduct from local farmers in Austria. It can adhere to walls and ceilings like a wallpaper, and what you immediately notice is the smell. They actually have a really strong alpine smell of meadows. It's a beautiful product to cover a wall with and it feels very sustainable, but actually is it? The product comes with some having a self-adhesive backing. And that is where I couldn't understand how the product can maintain breathable properties of an adhesive ex existing between wall and product. It is certified climate neutral company. They use 100% of green energy from water power. They drive 100% electrical vehicles. It's a really beautiful material that can be bought in rolls and used in all manner of home applications, but the self-adhesive backing. And when I asked about what adhesives would need to be used in those other products, I was informed I have to do my own research in this area. And they weren't responsible for that. This was a perfect example of how I feel suppliers need to be as much involved in their product's application as well as its design and the use of it. And making phone cases with plastic cases wasn't their best example at the stand of how to use this product. I want to look a bit more into Unilin for you, a company that produced an alternative to chipboard made of 100% recovered wood 
So they say they use the branches of all the bits of the tree that usually don't get processed. They also use waste wood from manufacturing. It's a similar product to Egger. And when I asked, they said that this was their main competitor. So you can make wardrobes, cupboards, kitchen worktops, any kind of interior project that you can think of. Um, it's based down to your carpenter joiner's imagination. However, when I went to their website to try and find out more, there wasn't anything under panels that even began to explain the sustainable standards. The next company which I looked at was Thomas and Yarni, an East Sussex-based business that used coffee ground waste and mixed with certain metals like copper or bronze, being a byproduct from automotive music and metalworks industry. They created these really beautiful plastic-free surfaces. I asked about its suitability as a kitchen worktop, and they said they had bioresins that could be added if they required more durable protection. So they had thought about that. It could be ordered in panels of various sizes and used in all manner of interior projects from built-in furniture, workshops, a kitchen. And due to the processing from waste, it would mean there would always be a variation in the product color, which was actually a really nice feature. And up close, the products with coffee and copper and turmeric create these really beautiful earthy patterners. The owner was there and really passionate about the product and it drew a huge amount of interest. And they even make all kinds of homeware and furniture from this product, which you can, you can purchase online. Do check them out. I really see them having a place in our homes in the future. They are called Thomas and Yarni. Um, and, you know, they're the right suppliers. Um, and we hope as we purchase from these suppliers, these solutions become more affordable. With a huge amount of coffee waste in the UK, they are a really great example of how you can turn something really beautiful. And they do talk a lot about closed loop responsibility. Um, I want to explain closed loop. It derives from the circular economy concept whereby your product's end and beginning is the same point. So therefore, how you get how it gets reused, repurposed, every aspect of waste you generate along the way in your manufacturing process has to meet criteria standards. Do look it up. Circular economy It was originally championed by Ellen MacArthur, the round-the-world sailor, many years ago, and she was fortunate to speak, or I was fortunate enough to hear her speak to us as well. Um, the story is that when she realized on her sailing boat around the world how much she used as one person and how much waste she created, it me really made her start to think about how her boat was our planet. Therefore, where does that waste go? It's a really important mindset that makes us conscious of where we take things from its source, how we use things, how we throw things away, how do we change that? Closed loop is, again, a phrase that explains this concept and some of you may notice more and more now that you know what it refers to. So the other supplies I looked at next were very much focused on mineral paints. Um, and those that really stood out for me were Graffenstone. And I've actually been talking to Patrick Folks the last few weeks. It's founder on email who they have produced a mineral paint that actually has been chosen by the Eden Project as their paint supplier. It is not only breathable, it uses zero plastics, but also has added technology from natural graphene that enhances the durability and qualities of this mineral paint. It even claims to clean the air, removing CO2 and other toxins. 
and is one of the most certified sustainable paint companies in the world. The colours are matte. Patrick, it's really clear to me that any paint supplier that uses gloss or shiny paints are using plastics. Their main competitor is Keem, who has been around for a very long time and all the colours as well use natural pigments. Therefore, the darker colours like dark blue do cost slightly more than the lighter colours. And both companies I would really consider for my next project. Then finally, we come on to plasterers or plasters. And there were several lime plaster companies. They're like Armacoat, who launched their new lime plaster called Climb, which in addition to clay and lime, uses recycled crushed marble. Um, these suppliers confirm that there has been a surge in people upskilling in the application of lime plasters with the ability to create stencils and patterns using various techniques. One company though that really stood out were Clayworks, who produce beautiful, breathable, natural clay plasters that can be applied in any residential project with a variety of smooth or slightly rougher textures and finishes, including hay, they're pre-pigmented, need no treatment after, and come in a beautiful variety of whites to earthy shades. So for those who just love a natural untreated wall, this company really satisfies. They have a great example of many residential projects on their website. And also they have around 90 tradespeople across the UK who could apply their product and they can provide really great training to anyone who wishes to add this to the belt of skills. It's a business owned by a husband and wife team, Adam and Katie Wiseman, who first wrote a book published in 2006 called um, Building with Cobb which is a great step-by-step -step guide to building sustainable homes with lime finishes, clay plasters, renders, paints. Um, it's really worth reading. It's called Building with Cobb. They really stood out for me at the show and even down to their stand. Unlike everyone else's that was made of plastic, theirs was a linen and wood yurt with zero plastic, simple plastered wooden display clay boards, and when you entered that lovely earth, the smell of the clay was really poignant. They had no business cards. They really showed how to live your business right through to the customer touch point. And they really deserve that special mention. Do look them up, read their book, absorb their beautiful approach to residential projects. And I think you can get some great inspiration from them on their website, www.clay-works.com. It only feels right to end with a special mention to the students showcasing their work. What was great to see was how every single one of the students there, about 20 to 30, were showcasing their products, had really put sustainability at their core. Waste byproducts ranged from CDs, wool, vegetable, plastic, seaweed, coffee, mycelium, to even COVID tests. And it cannot come sooner for them to take the stand with their own stands at the show next time. Thanks. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast by Alora at her own space, www.herownspace.com.